Hello everyone, this is Gene the Groomer again um, with another episode of The Tao of June, Living an Inspired Life. Um, so today I wanted to talk about why it's so important to go the extra mile. You know, I was listening to Brian Tracy, this was years ago, but he was saying like, um, you know, always go the extra mile because you'll never find any traffic there. And he takes lines from people all the time and doesn't give credit for them in his speeches. So um, it, it, someone else may have actually said that originally. Um, but I heard it from Brian Tracy and he said, always go the extra mile because you, you'll never find any traffic there. And then he went on to say, everything that you'll, you could ever dream of, everything that you ever wanted and even more is all there on the extra mile. And I remember thinking, well, if that's true, then why doesn't everyone just go the extra mile, you know? Um, I think, you know, maybe sometimes a cynical, you know, part of me thinks like, well, what if I get there and everyone's already there? Everyone, are, you know, whoever got there first took all the good stuff and, you know, then I would have just wasted my time going the extra mile, you know, waste all the extra energy for what, you know? But then, uh, you know, the, another part of me um, asked myself, like, so what? You know, why not go and find out? You know, what else are you going to do? Um, but okay so and then um jim rowan makes a really good statement um really good argument he's saying that if you only do as much as you're getting paid for you never have a right to ask for any more because you're already get, getting paid for everything that you're doing so you you know you never um, deserve any more so he's saying you know always do more than you're getting paid in order to make an investment in your own future because in the back rooms, you know, where they make all the deals and negotiations, you know, secret handshakes, um, you know, but where the promotions are going to be um, ultimately decided, you know, they're not going to say, oh, you know how, I can, how we can get so-and-so to, you know, do more is let's give them a promotion, pay them more, give them more responsibility. I think that's the way to motivate them. You know, and nobody's going to say that. They're going to say, um, let's give it to this person over here. They, they come in early, they leave late, they take, you know, responsibility for the, you know, whatever and for the team, you know, and they're like they're born, they're already leading, you know, they're already doing so much more than they're getting paid for. Let's give that person the promotion. They deserve it. And think of how much more they'll do if, you know, once we give them a promotion. So, um, so for, for that practical reason, it's just makes sense to do more than, um, than you're getting paid to do with than what is expected of you. Um, and another thing, Jim Rohn says that our personal philosophy is the major key in deciding our future and, you know, how we're going to end up. Um, and if our philosophy is the major key to our future, then I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a really good idea to take a look at what our, what our philosophy is. You know, what, what, what are our sets of beliefs that we, you know, live by, maybe unconsciously unaware of? Um, but so basically one philosophy says, if this is all they are pay, then this is all I'll do. You know, I'm not coming in early. I'm not going to stay late. I'm not going to do anything extra. You know, shoot, this is all they're going to pay me, you know. And, you know, even a practical side of me would say, like, well, I'm not going to let anyone take advantage of me, you know. And they're going to just, you know, just expect me to do all this extra stuff or, you know, like, I'm not going to just do all this extra stuff and not get paid for it. You know, like, I'm, I value myself too much, you know. And that was, you know, I guess a, a way to justify you know, not going the extra mile, not doing, you know, more than I was expected. Because um, 
even school, I would literally, uh, when I went to college, get the syllabus on the first day, uh, find out when the test days are, and I would show up on those days, on only those days, you know, I skip school all the time. And, you know, I just did the bare minimum to get by, you know. I never really understood why, it, you know, it was so important to go the extra mile. And, and it's like, while you're there, might as well go all out, you know, might as well do the best you can. Um, oh, another another really good argument that Jim Rohn uh, gives, or maybe not even an argument, just a statement that really hit me, resonated with me. He said, um, do the best you can. You know, and he's saying human beings are the only um, living creatures on earth that uh, don't inherently do the best we can. He's saying every living thing inherently does the best they can. Um, trees, how tall a tree will a tree, tree grow? As tall as it possibly can, you know? So, and it's because we can, we can choose to do all that we can or do less than we can. And so, if you want to, uh, I guess, you know, become special, you know, become that, that person that gets picked out of the crowd, you know, then I suggest learning from the four-leaf clover. You know, it's not, um, one time I actually found a really tiny four-leaf clover and, and towering above it in the way was this really gigantic three-leaf clover. And the, and the you could see the three leaves on the clovers, um, just intricate detail, the white, you know, the lines and everything. It was beautiful, the leaves, and, you know, it was very impressive how big it was. But it was still just three leaves. I pushed it aside, and I got the four-leaf clover. And, I, you know, I, honestly, I really didn't even pay attention to whether it had designs or lines, you know, those white lines and stuff on it, markings. I didn't care. It had four leaves, and you know, and that's what I'm looking for. And so growing that extra leaf, you know, going that extra mile always helps you stand out of the crowd so that... Um, it makes you indispensable, like Seth, Ro uh, Seth Godin would say. Um, you become indispensable. Um, and so I guess, um, oh yeah, okay, so I was going with why. And hopefully I've given enough, um, sorry, I just had a, a brain fart there. But um, hopefully I've given enough reasons as to why it makes sense to do more than what you're paid to do um, in order to make a future investment in your own future. And oh, another thing, um, this is one that really resonated with me. Napoleon Hill, in one of his rare recordings, he said, the wear and tear of life, the wear and tear of living is not worth the price we pay for it unless we're really aiming for something, unless we're really going somewhere, unless we're actually trying to do something with the opportunity that we have here on this earth, you know, with our time here. And I really like that. It's like, wow. You know, the wear and tear of living is not worth the price we pay for it unless we actually have like a definite goal that's meaningful to us and we're making progress towards it. Um, so then, okay, so let's say we we all agree, okay, it's, it's best to go the extra mile. How do you go to the extra mile, right? Now, I... I I would I used to make mistakes and like I would do things like bring donuts for everybody you know that I worked with and things like that and you know I've seen other people like bake you know bake stuff bake cakes and bring it to the office and there's nothing wrong with that you know but like that's not the way to go the extra mile going the extra mile the best way to do it is to ask yourself what is it that I'm actually getting paid to do right what is it that's being expected of me? Because 
oh man, I forget who said it, but they said that um, there's two kinds of people that don't amount to much in this world. It's those who can't do what they're told and those who cannot do anything else. So if you cannot do what you're told or if you can't do what's being, you know, what you're getting paid to do, what's expected of you, then you're not really going to amount to much. If you can't do anything more than what you're expected to do, you won't amount to much either. So looking for ways to do more, um, to increase the value of what you're being expected to do. So, for example, I wouldn't expect a plumber to bust out a vacuum cleaner and start vacuuming my carpets. If anything, I'd be like, hey, you were just stepping in some uh questionable stuff out there why are you tracking it on my carpet you know like you don't i'm not paying you to do that you know but going the extra mile would be you know maybe doing something extra like hey i i also unclogged you know this and that i noticed you had this going on here and i took care of it for you that's going the extra mile so a lot of my clients they have housekeepers um that come in after me so um, either the next day or, you know, we'll schedule all the appointments in the, in the morning and then their housekeeper will come in the afternoon behind me. But <clears throat> because I know that I'm not going to, you know, dust everything and then start wiping things down after I'm all done. I sweep up enough hair um, where it doesn't look obnoxious. You know, it doesn't look like I don't even care. You know, someone's going to clean behind me, you know, clean it, peasant, you know. No, I mean, I want to I wanna at least clean up after myself so that my clients aren't like, you know, sighing and rolling their eyes whenever, you know, it's the time to get their dog here. I'm like, oh my goodness, June's going to come today again and, you know, mess up the bathroom or something. You know, I want to at least make it decent so it's presentable. But I'm not going to go all out and bust out the Windex, you know, because I know that's someone else's job coming behind me. But what I am going to do is I'm going to spend a little bit of extra time to keep their dogs calm while I'm combing out all the tangles in their hair so I don't have to shave their coat down, you know? So my clients get to enjoy a nice fluffy dog all year round rather than having them shave down in the summer and fall and spring and, you know, whenever else their dog gets matted, you know? It's like I actually take the time to comb out all the matted hair and everything and save their coat so that... You know, like this katan that I just did, um, you know, they we keep like about an inch, uh, about a half an inch in the summertime um, and then about an inch on the legs, you know, and the hair is big. We call him Rockstar Stewie, you know, because he just has this big, huge Rockstar hair. And we we keep him like that all year long. And the thing is, I tell people, you know, if people only knew how hard it was to keep a dog looking natural, you know, um, a lot of work goes into it. Um, and, you know, but I'm willing to go that extra mile for my clients and give them that extra time and effort, you know, and do more than I'm actually getting paid for. I'm not going to charge extra dematting time and things like that. I'm just going to plan for it better, schedule it better, you know, and, um, offer, offer more of myself than I'm actually getting paid for. But I don't actually give gifts or presents to my clients, you know? Um, rarely. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way to, if I see something that reminds me of somebody while I'm out and, you know, reminds me of their dog. Yeah, of course I'll get it, but I'm not going to like go out of my way and make paw print, you know, and things. And, you know, like I'm and give Christmas. I never give Christmas gifts. And I always tell my clients, like, I'm really sorry when they give me a gift. I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. But you know, I'm sorry. I don't have a Christmas gift for you. And they tell me you are the gift, you know? 
the 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 work that I put in, they see the effort that I put in, the time, and they appreciate that. And they tell me that is the gift. You know, we just appreciate you coming and doing this. No gift is necessary. You know, like we want to give you a gift. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to stress that. Like, you don't have to talk to them much. My my wife actually tells me like stop talking to them. You know, like you don't have to tell them about your kids. You don't have to ask them about their kids. You know, <clears throat> let's just take the office example for example. You know, like, let's just say one lady, she, you know, she's Sally. Let's just call her Sally. She's always so nice. She brings in baked, you know, baked, you know, cakes and brownies and all these, you know, donuts and stuff for the office all the time. You know, she's always talking to people, like encouraging them, you know, asking about their kids. You know, you know, she'll listen to Carl, ask him about his kids and listen to all of Carl's stupid stories where it really doesn't even have a point at the end to it, you know. And she just, but she'll be very friendly and listen to him. And, you know, she's just so nice to everyone. But um, Lisa, let's just call her Lisa. You know, Lisa is the one that got promoted. And so Sally is feeling a little disappointed. She's been there for years. She's been there longer than Lisa. She's so nice and friendly to everyone. She knows about everyone's kids. They know about her kids, you know, but why did why did lisa get the promotion oh because lisa isn't you know lisa's a bitch you know lisa lisa's one of those types she's she's one of those like you know um whatever you know so that's why you know and it's like she she'll, she may justify it in her mind when actually <clears throat> lisa doesn't have time for socializing with everyone because she came and she has a definite goal in mind she has you know ambition and drive and she she doesn't actually want to talk to anyone you know other than what's work related and she comes in early she she's the last one to go she's you know she's always pumping out you know numbers and she's always you know like bringing results and you know adding a lot of value to the company um you know their bottom line at least you know because that's really what the um, bosses are looking for, you know, someone who's going to add to their bottom line. And, you know, that's adding value to the company. They're paying them. They want what they're paying them to, you know, be like a, they want a return on that investment on what they're paying their employee. They want that to be returned to them in monetary value or somewhat, you know, but they want it to benefit their company somehow. And Lisa is doing that. And so when it comes time for promotion, yeah, they don't want to lose Sally. Sally is a great for the company morale. They love Sally, you know, and they're sorry that she might feel slighted. But Lisa is going to get this promotion because Lisa gets the job done. You see what I'm saying? So going the extra mile is not doing all these things, these extra things and giving our clients Christmas gifts and um, you know, asking about their kids. I don't even remember my kid, my clients' kids' names a lot of times, and I feel so bad. But, you know, I'm not there to remember their kids' names. I'm there to groom their dogs and do an excellent job at it. That's it. You know, anything I do extra is, you know, extra. But really, um, you know, after a few hours of grooming their dogs and then I clean up, uh, you know, like any anybody that has any sense would realize that that is not a time to like, you know, sit back and so can I get a glass of water? And, you know, let's talk about your kids. You know, it's like, no, they probably want you out of there, you know. And so and, and speaking of getting out of there, I actually have another appointment to go to. But I hope this helps. I hope this really helps clarify why it's so important to go the extra mile, to grow that extra leaf and become that four leaf clover. Because the wear and tear of living is not worth the price you pay for it unless you're actually going for something. 
worthwhile and meaningful to you. And then once you decide to do it, then you only do things that are related to the things that you're getting paid to do, right? Only do things that are related to your job, right? But do it better than they expect you to do, you know? Do it better than anybody else could do it. You know, or if they could do it better than you, you tip your hat to them, you would give them mad respect because you know exactly how tough it was. You know, that, that sort of thing. And I guarantee you when you do that, you will amount to much. You know, because if that's true, if, if the two types of people that don't amount to much are the people who can't do, do what they're told and they can't do anything else, then the type of people that will amount to much are the people that can do what they're told and they do more. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening. I honor the light in you that you see in me. Thank you so much. Namaste.